284 of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. Yes, it feels like it's been a while. Right? Um, well, we're going to have fun with the other show that we started. Yes, and um, in, in case you guys are unaware, we, we took... We took some time off because of Crown Jewel and you know you guys know we don't cover that. But in, in the in the absence of the main show, if you guys are not aware, we've we started a new um subset of this show, so to speak, called Wrestling History One O One. And so far we've recorded five episodes and I think Tuesday will be episode number six before we take a break because of the Survivor Series coverage and all of that. Um, But um, definitely check us out um, on Wrestling History 101 because that's some good stuff um, over there. And I'm not just saying that either. That's some of my uh, favorite uh, content that we put out recently. Um, So, uh, but with that in mind... The uh, the PMC Progression Wrestling Podcast mothership has returned, and um, good God, do we have a show for you? And Elio, as I was talking to you off the air before we get into the week in wrestling, because we we missed a few things and didn't do a regular show last week. I just I have to I have to read this uh, announcement that was put out by AEW in regards to uh, Ric Flair signing a multi a multi year deal with All Elite Wrestling. Yes, you heard that, oh, correct, okay. folks. All right. So <laughs> before you do, let me just say, in the coming week, we're also going to bring the Dorian back and do the time warp and go do the time warp segment because. I want to get back into the Memphis wrestling stuff on this show. That's completely separate from Wrestling History 101. This is all the Memphis stuff and all the 70s stuff. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to that. And all that. I'm absolutely looking forward to all of that. So, Ben, what's this announcement? <laughs> so, I, I, just, I couldn't resist, folks. I know it's somewhat old news at this point, but just... just Humor me, okay? Um, Elio, you know, you see, you're riveted to your chair. (laughs) Um, So, so this is the official announcement, okay? This was on November 2nd. AEW CEO Tony Khan today announced a multi-year deal with Hall of Famer Nature Boy Ric Flair who surprised fans in attendance and viewers at home during last Wednesday's, uh, obviously, this is several weeks ago at this point, AEW Dynamite show in Philadelphia, marking his historic return to TBS by appearing as Khan's special gift for this icon staying. Elio, can we return? <laughs> um, Elio, can, can we return this gift? It's terrible. Um, but so I'm gonna. Well, uh, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna go all Seinfeld, and we're gonna be regifters. Exactly. And, and they even they even kind of redid that segment on Everybody Loves Raymond when um 
Remember when with the toaster with the toaster? Exactly when Frank and Marie <laughs> gave back the toaster to uh to uh not Ray some, and Deborah. I'm not some trophy wife. You're a trophy wife. What contest in hell did I win? <laughs> exactly. I love that episode. God, it's so funny. But anyway, so for the rest of this announcement, folks, um. I'm going to read this with a with a flair of the dramatic, okay? Because this, it's how ridiculous this really is. Okay, so Flair's AEW debut comes on the heels of his longtime friend Sting's impending retirement announcement, which will culminate in the Icon's final match at AEW Revolution in 2024. Over the course of their 30-year history. Flair and Singh have shared incredible rivalries and momentous matches and a respected friendship, which in all seriousness they have. But here comes the here comes the funny part. Okay, so so this is this is why I'm being dramatic and I'm being a playful asshole. Khan also announced that Flair's Woo energy drink will become the exclusive energy drink of AEW. During AEW show dates, select host venues will carry the, quote, lean energy drink at concession stands for fans to enjoy. Well, sign me up. I'll bring my insurance <laughs> along with me. Yeah, something, oh. to, something tells me that'll be like drinking gasoline. <laughs> you, you know, I've never been a fan of energy drinks, folks, but no. I think... No. I, I, I think... Um, I think... Rick Flair is about 15 years late to the energy drink party, if, they, if I'm being honest. Um, but but I, I digress. So this, this announcement goes on to say, in addition, the beverage will be stocked in the wrestlers' locker rooms and will also be seen on the announcer's desk during live broadcast. Oh, for the love of Just stop. So... Fans watching at home can experience Woo Energy by by ordering at WooEnergy.com. By the way, man, let's do that. Woo! Let's let's not and pretend we did. (laughs) Right? (laughs) No. Hold on, wait, wait, are you what? I think we'll get my joke before we get my my insure. Then I'm going to pick it and I'm going to go, woo! Uh, oh, please save that for, for our next segment. I beg of you. <laughs> we're we're going we're gonna to check off the second segment of the evening with that. So, the announcement continues. It goes, last Wednesday, the Nature Boy made his epic return to TPS more than 35 years since the Flair versus Sting rivalry began on the Superstation, said, said Khan. It's truly an honor to welcome the legend himself and Woo Energy to AEW. Rick cemented his legacy as one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time long ago. And now his world-renowned persona and his amazing wrestling mind will be major assets to AEW's programming. Oh, my and, God. Uh, <laughs> and this, this is such bullshit. Is Flair going to be drunk when he's, when he's giving out his, his tremendous advice? 
good God. I mean, anyway, so it goes on to say, um, it goes on to say, it will also assist our our position globally. He goes, I got cut off here. Let me just let me just start this part over. So it says, Rick cemented his legacy as one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time long ago. In a land far, far away. No, it doesn't say that. <laughs> and now his world-renowned persona and his amazing wrestling mind will be major assets to AEW's programming and our position globally. Most importantly, it's the it's fitting that the final chapter of Sting's iconic career will unfold on TBS with Ric Flair by his side. <laughs> I continue. I've been in the wrestling business for over 50 years, said Flair. Together with AEW and Woo Energy, I've never been more excited and I've never had more energy. Mm. Sit down, Rick. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> when the major boy promises a show, you know how it's going to go. Woo! <laughs> mm. Come on, just stop. <laughs> that, that's not all. That, let me collect myself so I don't fall out of my chair because I'm not wearing my seatbelt. I really should have been before I read this. But let me finish this up. It says, We've all been part of a woo moment. Time stops, crowd erupts, and people unite to celebrate the extraordinary. It's electric. You oh, hear the Rumble 92 was pretty cool seeing Flair win. Yes, I, we we give we give him his his historical due, but at this point he's seventy four. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, just stop. But anyway, don't do that. <laughs> it's a it's it's electric. You hear it, you feel it, and you'll never forget it. Said Ch- said Chad Bronstein, president and chairman of. Karma Hold Go, parent company of Woo uh, Energy. Forget what? The, the Woo uh, Energy. I, 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 I forgot. I forgot what you were talking <laughs> about. What? Forget what? I forgot. <laughs> exactly, right? This is so much more than our partnership. Together, Ric Flair, AEW, and everyone at Woo Energy will create more unforgettable moments for generations of wrestling fans. Yay! <laughs> Hooray! Then, oh, Jesus. Okay. Even watch this. So in the about AEW section, I I had to read this as well because it's it, I I laugh my ass off. Yeah. It's it's just it's just one it's just one line, right? Mm-hmm. So it says, founded by CEO, general manager, and head of creative Tony Khan in 2019, AEW is a red-hot professional wrestling promotion featuring a world-class roster that is injecting new spirit, freshness, and energy into the industry. Um, newsflash, <laughs> Tony Khan, that hasn't, that hasn't been the case in two fucking years. Go back. And try again. What? Yep. 
This is the this is the biggest piece of shit I, announcement oh I've ever my seen. My goodness! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Elio, you sound like a dying animal. Are you okay? <laughs> No, I'm not okay. What? <laughs> well, I'm not okay either. This is just a terrible idea. Oh my goodness! Oh, geez. What is okay. going on? So now, with that, with that announcement in the front of our minds, um, let's now get into the week in wrestling. Well, we'll tr- then- yeah. Alright, so the week in wrestling. Ben, you want to start with Raw's high points? Uh, yes, I will. Um, any Anything to get away from Rick Fire for a little bit. Holy <laughs> crap. Okay, so high point, high point number one uh, as I'm, I keep scrolling down. Uh, the New Day versus the Judgment Day. That, that was a really good match, I thought. Um, and then the next high point was, um, well, no, I can't, I'm not going to give that one a high point. That's, that's not true. Um, the next high point was DIY versus the Creed Brothers. Mm-hmm. I, I'm loving the Creed Brothers on, yep. on Monday Night Raw now. Thank yep. God. And, and by the way, and, and this is nothing against Brutus, but Julius is a, is a different kind of athlete. Yeah, I mean that dude is a freak. And I, I don't I don't know why they were still calling them the Diamond Mine in NXT when Diamond Mine no longer exists. Yeah, that that was kind of weird, but at least they're not the Diamond Mine on Monday Night Raw. So that was, um, that that was good. Yeah. But yeah, this this match was was uh, fantastic in my opinion. Okay. Um, especially for a sub ten minute match. Um, the next high point I had was uh the main event, Sami Zayn versus Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. Um, fantastic main event. Now, in all fairness, you know I'm I'm gonna say this later on when we get to to um AEW, so I have to say it here. Um, in the interest of balance, um, at at no point did I um, at no point did I ever think that Sammy had a chance at winning this match, which is which is by in in general I don't like these kind of matches when when there's no mystery as to what's gonna happen. Like I I I legitimately enjoy seeing title matches on. Uh, you know, the weekly TV from time to time, you know, they highlighted that this was the first, um, you know, world heavyweight title match in five months. So I really do enjoy seeing that from time to time because I think it adds something extra to the weekly programming that we don't typically get, especially especially now that, you know, Roman has... Um, the the universal title for so long and now even um with with the united states championship being held hostage by logan paul we'll get into that a little bit later on um but 
but for the match itself, that was definitely a high point. Um, now, low points, folks. Let me just scroll back to the top so I can get to this in order because I don't want to miss anything that sucks. Well, actually, I do, but you know what I get. You, you know, you know where I'm going with this. So the first low point was definitely um, Shinsuke versus Akira Tozawa. Uh, nothing against either gentleman, um, but Shinsuke versus Akira, come on now. And Elio, you know, I, I feel like I'm monopolizing the review. Can someone explain to me why, in the sweet name of Jesus and the wrestling gods above? Well, you're not monopolizing the review. I told you, I asked you to give me your high points and low points, and then I'm going to give you mine when you're done. Well, no, I no, I know, but I'm just, I'm, but can someone explain to me why Akira Tozawa is in, um, is in the Alpha Academy now? <laughs> that is that is weird. It it makes absolutely no sense. Right. So the the next low point, and hear me out on this one because the match itself would have been a high point without the shitty ending and Ricochet getting a concussion. But just because of that and how poorly the uh, the ending was executed. The number one contendership match for the Intercontinental title um, get, gets a low point from me. And, and plus, let's talk about the winner of the match. The Miz is the number one contender for the Intercontinental title in 2023, folks. What the fuck? Now, don't get me wrong. You know, I'm all for seeing The Miz get destroyed by Gunther. But or, or as as his name should be, his name is Walter. Motherfuckers, get it right. Um, but but you know, I would much rather see a Gunther versus Chad Gable three, or a Gunther versus Tommaso Ciampa, or a Gunther, Gunther versus Bronson Reed. I do not. I appreciate the Miz and what he's accomplished and what he's done and his love for the business. You know, I I've been watching The Miz since Real World New York. I'm very familiar with Mike Mazanin, and I I can appreciate him. But in in 2023, he's the number one contender for the Intercontinental Championship when he's past 40. What the hell? Um. So that was a low point uh, for me. And then my last low point was the uh, women's battle royal because I I understand why they have to do these things and I don't want to come off like, you know, everything's horrible and everything's just bad and, you know, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just being a Scrooge and nothing's good about wrestling. That's not, that's not the case. But specifically when it comes to the women's division right now, it's just it's very hard for me to believe that anybody has a chance of taking it off Rhea Ripley, not only because of her momentum with, you know, having the title and, and arguably being the leader of Judgment Day, but just the way that the rest of the of the women's division has been portrayed realistically to me 
nobody has a snowball's chance in hell. Pardon the pun. By the by the way, Ben, I'm so glad you sold eight point four million dollars of your shares of your shares in the company. Thank you so much. Right. Uh, but um, but it's just why would I get invested in any of this when it's so obvious that that Rhea Ripley has a stranglehold on that championship? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't I don't blame them for doing it. They have to do it because they have to move the the women's division forward, and you know, so they have to act like it's competitive and stuff. But we know it's actually not. You know, and hopefully now that Triple H is in charge, we'll actually get a competitive women's division. And I think we're we're really going to start getting a competitive tag team division, which I'm very excited about because we all know that uh, Vince hates tag team wrestling as well. Um, so, you know, I think there are positives to be had, but it, it definitely gets a low point for me for the women's battle royal. Uh, now, before we run out of time, uh, Elio, what did you have for your highs and lows for Monday Night Raw? So, low points, I did have that uh, Battle Royal. And I also had a cure to Lauren Chinsky Nakamura. High points, at New Day, Judgment Day. And uh, the Creed Brothers DIY and Seth Rollins semi Zayn. Very, very good. Um, do you want to go into commercial or do you want to cover NXT? Um, oh, I got nine on the clock here. I think we can get, we have time to get into NXT. Okay, very good. So, for high points, <clears throat> I've got that Lyra Valkyria segment, uh, because Zion Lee with that kick to the security guard. <laughs> yeah, that, that was funny. She, she was a highlight of that segment, because, uh, and you know what? I have a problem with Adam Pierce now because he prevented Isaiah Lee from entering the Battle Royal. Why? Yeah, when everybody else under the sun was was in that Battle Royal. Because you attacked Becky Lynch doesn't mean that you can't be in the Battle Royal. Well, let's not forget that Becky Lynch is a golden goose. Right. (laughs) Another one, another high point, I Tiffany Stratton and Fallon Henley because this match was better than the first one they had when Tiffany Stratton first debuted. I agree. Absolutely. And the final one is Dijak and Tyler Bate. For no points, I have Tozawa and Noam Dar. Again, because why why, why is uh, Tozawa going after the Heritage Cup? Yes. Not to mention the structure of the Heritage Cup matches drive me nuts. Yep. And another one I have is our low point Braun Breaker and Ron Wagner. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I absolutely get it because, in in all seriousness, Von Wagner is the one that walked away looking like the winner. <laughs> yep. After he put um, Breaker through the table. Yeah. Um, Listen, don't don't worry about the candy. <laughs> You know, but but yeah, you, you know, I noticed that too. But I gotta be honest with you, Vic Vic Joseph is starting to grow on me, especially yeah. especially when you compare his work to that of Booker T. Oh. Now, 
Now, don't get me twisted, folks. Um, Elio can personally attest to this. You know, I have appreciation for Booker T. He was one of my first favorites when I started watching wrestling. Um, actually, I think he was my second favorite um, of of all time. Uh, but it's just um, the whole thing with the whoop that trick and the you know. It, it's it's just gotten so old. I understand why they're doing it, but it's just yeah. And it's like I explained last night on on the other show, Elio. Um, yeah, it's it's not just the whoop that trick. It's all the other stupid commentary he's done over the years. You know the Chucky Ducky Quack Quack. <laughs> the fucking no water, just meat. Oh, my. Uh, okay, I'm glad you brought up the Trick Williams thing because that segment was another low point for me because it made no sense. Absolutely. None whatsoever. Come out, he's called Trick out to talk to him to find out, like, uh, to get to the bottom of this. Like, who who would try? If, uh, if um, Carmelo was one that attacked Trick, then you have Lexus King coming out, and for for what reason? Why everything? Didn't, nothing. None of it made sense. Like, and besides, why would Lexus King attack Trick? He just got there, right? What they're gonna throw him in a feud right away with Trick Williams? And and by the way, on on top of it making no sense, Lexus King's delivery in that promo absolutely sucked. Yeah, I'm sorry, bad. that was bad. So that that compounded an issue that was already yeah. uh, there to begin with. So um, that's all, with that's the all, logic gap. That's all I have. Uh, what do you have? Uh, you know, I have nothing else to add other than one side note. So so out in the mud and the brawling brutes are going uh, to have a match next week. And I don't know if you caught this um, during the segment, but was it just me or did um, did um, Scripps, a.k.a. Reggie, um, admit to being a Crip in his past? Yes. I, I don't know what you <laughs> know. Okay. Now look. Now, with how political, thank you. I'm sorry, I cut you off. I don't want to cut. I don't want to cut that line off. Listen to Elio. Elio, you have the floor. Now look, this whole script thing is not working. I mean, first year, you're from Cirque du Soleil. No, first year, a French uh, butler, or whatever, Mitchell, whatever the hell you want to call yourself. Then you're a circuit of study performer, which you were, okay. Now you're a former gang member. And back in the hood, they called you scripts. What? <laughs> Stop. What the fuck is this shit? <laughs> and people say, I've heard this so many times online. People, including my friends on Facebook, in which I, I choose not to engage with them on this topic because they're friends of mine, but they're like, Shawn Michaels is doing such a great job with no, NXT. No, he's not. Stop <laughs> it. Good God. My God. Okay. 
Like, it's just, and, okay, can I, can I just say, that is the stupidest name I've ever heard for a tag team, Out the Mud. That is, I, that's just stupid, that's lazy. I absolutely agree with you. That is lazy creative. Out the Mud. You know what I'd like to take out the mud? <laughs> Shawn Michaels bullshit creative. You know what? We should call our team in from the brain. That's it. Uh, I, I know. Actually, you know what? We would be more entertaining than out the mud. And this is nothing against Bronco Lima or um, what's his tag team partner's name? Lucian Price. Thank you. This is nothing against them. No, sure. it's not them. It's just, it's yeah, the name no. that's stupid. Like, I know. Like, why? And I think that's all we have for NXT, right? That's all we have for NXT. So we say we go into a commercial and we'll be back in 10 with uh, the segment number two. Absolutely. Very good. And we are back and we are going to continue with the weekend wrestling with AEW. Oh, joy. Right. Now, Ben, I have my drink in front of me. Yes, you have your insure ready and raring to go. I'm sure that would be very much more entertaining than what we have on this dynamite review now do you, you want to start with your highs and low points sure because uh, you know i want i want you to have ample opportunity to refresh yourself prior to um prior to your segment um all right because let me let me ex- explain this it's not a lot of these matches weren't bad it's more to me. It's more like, why were they made? Because because of the situations the combatants were in going into the pay per view, and what we saw coming out of one of the matches. Now let me get into specifics. The first match, which I would consider a high point, I'm going to do the high points and low points first, and then I'll get into specifics. Yep. So match-wise, the first high point was MJF versus Daniel Garcia. Okay. The next one I had was um, Penta and Swerve. Mm-hmm. And the the next one I had was Keith Lee and Samoa Joe. Okay. Uh, in, I believe that... Oh, and also the main event of Jay White over Mark Briscoe. Okay. Low, po- low points, um, Sting and Darby Allen over the Outrunners. Um, to be honest with you, I don't think the Outrunners have ever been featured on Dynamite before. I think they were a dark team, if I'm not mistaken. It may it may be on uh maybe on uh more on our wage, but maybe once or twice on Rampage or Collision. I don't even know that because I don't even watch either one. No, neither do I. Well, I take I, I take that back. I do watch Collision. We just don't cover it. Um, anyway. I, I don't even know who the other one is. I don't even know Turbo Magnum. 
Uh, no. And then low points, um, stay, low points continued, I should say. Um, the guns over the Bollywood boys. Why? <laughs> Where did this match come from? Yeah, that's, um, yeah. I, your, your guess is as good as mine. I don't know. So let's get into the side notes because this is where this is where we get into the logic behind my thinking. All right. And Elio, feel free to jump in here with your thoughts at any at any point. Um, because you know, by like I said, Maxwell, uh, Maxwell over Daniel Garcia, MJF. Um, not a bad match in and of itself. But given that we're so invested in Jay White and and MJF going into full gear, there's no way that this should have been a world title match because there's no way in hell that Daniel Garcia has been positioned as a threat to even make us believe that he has a chance of main eventing uh, full gear later this month. Yeah, how does he get into a match? I, I, I was confused. You know, I and I was I was wondering to myself if the if the ranking system made a return and I wasn't aware of it. But even if it did, there's no way that Daniel Garcia would be high enough in the rankings to warrant a singles title shot, let alone a world title. Then after you're done, I'm gonna do a quick sidebar and I give you the which results from November 8th because I'm just looking at some of these matches <laughs> so because coming off of uh, Dynamite absolutely well and, and it, it fits given given what we're what we're going to talk about in one of in one of the matches so that's actually perfect now my next source of confusion is Samoa Joe and Keith Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, by and of itself, a high point. Nothing against either one of these gentlemen. The, the issue comes in with it being both a high point and a low point in terms of what happened after the match. Now, the good part of this is Samo- with Samoa Joe dropping the ROH television title, it does free him up to go after the um, AEW World Title, which I'm more interested in by a long shot. I don't. I feel very comfortable in speaking for uh, my co-host as well as the majority of our audience when I say I don't think a lot of people care too much about our ROH titles on AEW television. And you'll and you'll see why when I go through the names of these matches. <laughs> exactly, and another reason why I'm looking forward to them being highlighted in just a second. the The second part of this that that I don't like is given that Samoa Joe has um has vacated the title. And announced that he's going after MJF um, in the world title picture. What does that say about Keith Lee, who was going after the the ROH um, television title only to lose and have the title vacated? 
what does that say about the standing of Keith Lee in um, Ring of Honor? Now, we've highlighted some of his health issues in the past, um, but still, it it doesn't it really doesn't seem to uh, sit too well in terms of, of um, Keith Lee's future in AEW. And my question to you and to our audience at large is, Given the circumstances that played out, what was the point of having the match? Because it made one or arguably both of them look like Nimrod for having a match for a title that was going to be vacated. Yeah. I I don't see what the point of that was. No. But then we have... So then we have the main event, which largely I have the same issue with. In and of itself, Jay White over Mark Briscoe, not a bad match at all. Um, and when I when I saw Mark Briscoe come out, I almost cried because he had a new tattoo of his brother Jay on his arm, and I almost lost it when I saw that. I honestly, and I'm not the I'm not the most emotional person in the game, but when I when when I just consider the possibility of losing my brother, it just, it tears my heart out. So I I had a hard time keeping it together when I saw that. But uh, match wise, um, you know, of 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 course it was a a very good match given the caliber of talent involved. But the same question that I asked regarding Samoa Joe and Keith Lee stands here why have this match now it's not like it's not like the title was on the line but but the the ending and the winner given everything that's going on going into full gear is a is a foregone conclusion so why have the match and don't get me wrong folks this is not aew hate i would be asking these same questions about Monday Night Raw, and we've done so yep. on many occasions on this show when WWE was producing some of the worst Monday Night Raws and Friday Night Smackdowns in the show's history. Which, again, is why I'm so thankful that, that Vince McMahon has seemingly taken another step out the door by s- selling 8.4 million of his shares in TKO. Thank you, Vince. Right. Yeah. That's about the only positive thing you've done in the last decade in WWE, you <laughs> stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> Damn. Uh, um, but did you have anything to add to um to AEW? No, I had the same high points and low points as you. Okay, very good. Great minds think alike, folks. So he, he listened to this show. ROH's tapings. All right, this is part one of a two-part, okay? Okay. Well, let me do part two because that's only two matches. That was like the conclusion. Okay, so we have Athena and Billy Starks defeating Brooke Havoc and an, 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 a local wrestler. We had QT Marshall defeating Aaron Solo. And we had Layla Hirsch and Rachel Ellering defeating Charlotte and Robin Renegade. Why? 
Now, now I'm going to go back to part one, which was the main one, okay? Yeah. This is this, this thrilling card. <laughs> I'm all ears. Trent Beretta defeated Peter Avalon. Oh, joy. That's a pay-per-view quality match right there, folks. The Outrunners, Turbo Magnum and, no, Truth Magnum and Turbo Floyd defeated, defeated Jacoby Watts and Sebastian Wolf. I'll tell you what, those two names sound like a bad advertisement for a condom. (laughs) (laughs) We had Emi Sakura defeating Kel. Who? Kel. That's all. all. It's one name, Kel. K-E-L. I've never heard of her. Then we had the boys, Brandon and Brent Tate. Defeating the Bollywood boys. That's a lot of boys there, folks. <laughs> I'm not interested. Marina Shafir defeated Amira. I don't even know who Amira is, but the, I almost take offense to Marina Shafir winning a professional wrestling match. <laughs> All right. Then we had the team of El Hijo del Vikingo and Commander defeating Christopher Daniels and Matt Seidel. Oh, that's blasphemous. And in the main event, Eddie Kingston retains the ROH World Heavyweight Championship by defeating Dalton Castle. Yay! Hooray! <laughs> Woo! And why why wasn't that the full gear pay-per-view, folks? Oh, Holy right. shit. And speaking of Ring of Honor in pay-per-views, believe it or not. They have a pay-per-view in December. So it's not only... Wait, wait, what? what? <laughs> no, no say, I, I, I didn't hear you. What you. Ring of Honor is pay-per-view in December. Yes. So not only do we have AEW at World's End, or World's End, mm-hmm. we also have Ring of Honor Final Battle. Oh, okay, Final Battle. Wait, when's Final Battle, though? Uh, let me look that up for you. Hold on. I had to move my drink out of harm play. Hang on. Um, let's see. R O H. I found it. I found it. It's on. It is on. Oh, wait. Oh, here it is. It is on December 15th. Oh, joy. What a happy occasion. But then have no fear, because even if the card sucks... And I have a question, though. Yes. Who books a, a pay-per-view the day before New Year's Eve? Like, anyone's going to have, have has time to sit in, a, in an arena to watch pay-per-view the day before New Year's Eve. Well, that is, that is the genius of Tony Khan. <laughs> It's just weird. Like, why would you do that? Like, on December thirtieth, that's just a, a weird day to have a pay per view. Uh, and I believe we have a run in. Oh, yes, my plug has run in my room. Hold on. Uh. Okay, it's been taken care of. All right, so is that all we have for AEW? Yes. 
such riveting uh, <laughs> cards here. All right. Such, such, such entrancing television. Right. Oh, Lord. Like, are, you, are you looking at me right now? Um, hold on, let me... Let me, I got distracted by Pepper. Yeah, I'm looking at you now. This is how entertaining that was. Oh, thank God I wasn't drinking anything. <laughs> or, else, or, or else I would have had the same reaction you had when I made that Maurice's dog joke. <laughs> Good lord. All right, let's do it. 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 Let's and they had Dragon Lee and Cedric Alexander. Indeed. And I also had that main event in Damage Control and uh, Charlotte and Oscar and Bianca Belair. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll tell you what. Uh, damage Control got a much-needed shot in the arm. Excuse oh me. Got a much-needed shot in the arm because... I was not uh, expecting that. That was so cool. The way they did that, that was well done. Yes, and had they had they not done that, um, you know, I think damage control would have been dead, um, because they've been on life support for so long, in my opinion. Um, but with um, but with um, Kyrie Zane and presumably Asuka joining um, damage control, I'm now much more interested. Bay Bailey is such such a good actress because I actually believe that she was confused when uh, Kyrie Zane came out. And I I seriously thought that there was going to be a new damage control. Well, I think there is. Um, No, like, I mean, I thought there was going to be a new damage control with, like, uh, the three of them turning on Bailey. Uh, well, I'm glad yeah. they didn't do that because I, um, Bailey saying, is so good. I'm saying that's how good she was because uh, she looked she looked confused uh, as to what was going on. That we actually thought that there was going to be a new damage control with everyone turning on Bailey, and then at the end, uh, all that happened with Oscar, and that was so that was well done. Yeah, it was very good. Yep. So that's all I have. Absolutely, and um, and you did such a good job covering it. That, in all seriousness, I have nothing I can add outside of one thing. Um, you know, I really liked how um Santos Escobar's heel turn was executed with um with LWO and, and Rey Mysterio. Um, I'm I'm very excited to see what we get out of this version of Santos Escobar. So, um, so even though I was very unhappy with um, Logan Paul winning the United States Championship, which you can hear my full rant regarding that on uh, last night's edition of Wrestling POV, um, I'm in too good of a mood to go on a rant regarding Logan Paul again this evening. Um, 
I just don't have the energy to, to do so. Um, but, um, but I think what came out of that with the heel turn with Santos Escobar is a very interesting and good thing. All right. And, uh, yeah, I thought that was, uh, that was well done. Just like last night's uh, SmackDown was just fun. Yeah, there was, you know, there was a lot of storyline advancement, a lot of, um, just a lot of good stuff coming out of SmackDown. This is what Vince should have been doing. What was he doing this whole time? I, I, I don't know. He was, he was preparing his legal defenses out of all his, his, um, you know, cases that he had against him. I don't know. So that is all we have for the weekend wrestling then. Indeed it is. All right, Ben, um, should we do tournaments first or should we do the fun stuff? Well, not that this isn't part of the fun stuff, but. Let, let's do, um, can we do the tournament first? All right, um, I gotta put uh, one uh, tournament together. So right now I've got the music tournament, the classic rock. Oh, very good. Um, no, wait, the, I think we did this one already though with uh, Rolling Stones and White Stripes, etc. I think we did that one already. Um, we may have, so yeah, just delete that one. So I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with uh, this, uh, this is a short tournament I put together and then I'm gonna give you the longer one, which is better. Okay. But that's like doing commercial, so we might uh, do, I'm gonna do this in short one right now and then we're gonna do the, all the fun stuff I found on TikTok. Because I found uh, 10 feuds in 10 years. You're going to have 10 feuds in 10 years. Oh, I love that. I love it when you do those. So first of all, we had, I just just some random movies I put together. So I have, you've got mail and call me by, call me by your name. I've, oh, no, wait. This is the, it's the wrong one. Hold on. Here we go. I have No Motel and I have Lisa. They have the stepfather and grandmother's house. They have the perfect nanny and daddy's old girl. Oh, God. And then, yeah, these are just random movies I found. And then uh, no one would tell them grandmother's house, move on. Perfect nanny and daddy's old girl, move on. And, of course, daddy's, daddy's old girl goes on to win. So, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry, remind me what tournament that was? That was just some random one I put together. It had really had nothing. It was just a random one. But the one that I have, I'm going to do during break is 30 movies you should watch at least once. Oh, I love that. So, um, okay, let me uh, pull up that, see, that one uh, that I found earlier. So give me a minute here and I will. All right, so Ben, CM Punk has been fired from AEW. Yes, we've covered that ad nauseum, but it's part of the game, folks. So just shows up. So he's back in the WWE, okay? So who will his first opponent be? Are you ready? Yes, sir. All right, and go. Stop. Okay, well, we're not going to do that. <laughs> CM Punk versus Ronda Rousey, you should kill him. 
Uh, yes. Well, hopefully. <laughs> but we, right, we, we, don't, we, we don't we don't do intergender wrestling no, on this show. Try it again. And go. Stop. Oh, okay. CM Punk versus Shawn Michaels. That's a good one. I like that. Okay. He's got heat with Shawn Michaels. And who is the instigator? Who started all the heat that that he's apparently got with Shawn Michaels? Who is the one that started all and go? Stop. Oh, Cody Rhodes uh, was the instigator here. Oh, the Golden Boy's got a little heel in him, does he? <laughs> I like that. So who decided to play peacekeeper between the two? Let's see who decides to play peacekeeper here. And go. Stop. Really? Hornswoggle? Really? Oh Jesus. <laughs> what? Aren't you part of the aren't you part of DX? <laughs> right. Little people's court. Oh, do you remember that? Holy yeah. crap. Uh, who, who... And yes, he, there actually was a little people's court on Monday Night Raw. Now, who is the snitch here? And go. Stop. Oh, Kurt Angle. Ooh. All right. The Olympic piece of shit. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ben. Uh, so, okay, I want to do this one real quick. <laughs> Which wrestling company will you at? Will you land end up in? I'm curious to see where you end up in. Are you ready? Yep. Go. Stop. Oh, New Japan. Okay. Yes. Yes. Oh, Thank wow. God. Yes. <laughs> All right. I did not want to go to AEW. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Okay, here we go. This is the one you've been waiting for. Well, let me see where. Yeah, here we go. Okay. So, 10 years. You've been in WB for 10 years. 10 different feuds. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Who will your first feud be with? And go. Stop. Okay, your first feud is with Johnny Knoxville. What the fuck? <laughs> what? That's anticlimactic. Wow. Okay. Can I can I be an asshole and exercise some creative control and say I don't want to do that? Okay, you wanna you wanna redo? Yes. Alright. You can have a redo. Hold on. Okay. Give me a minute here. Cool. And go. Stop. Nope. We don't do that. You got elbow fire. Well, I do. I do like elbow fire, but once again, I um. Yeah. I don't do intergender wrestling. Okay, and go. Stop. Again, what is it with these people? I I know the ladies love me, baby, and I don't blame you. But uh, no, I'm <laughs> kidding. I'm not that much but take. I promise. <laughs> Okay, and go. Stop. 
Oh, okay, your first feud will be with Mace or Masse. Well, I'll take that over Johnny Knoxville. All right? Okay. All right. Who will your second feud be with? Because that, that we're now in 2023, so in 2024, who will your next feud be with? Then go. Stop. Again, stop it with the yeah, Liv Morgan. Okay, and go. Why do all these ladies have heat with me? I thought I, I was a nice know. guy. Ben, what you do to them? Try with you. What you do to them? <laughs> well, um, did you ever play WWE 2K22? No. Well, in it, they had this storyline where apparently your creator, creator wrestler was, um, you know, messing around with all these women. Oh. And, like, your, your, your original girlfriend was Mandy Rose. Oh. And, she, and she's the general manager of Raw. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> what? So your your dumbass creative creative guy, which I would, would never do. I don't know who would do this in actual real life, but we're we're serial cheating on Mandy Rose of all people, and so she she finds out about it and, and conspires to strip us of our of our title because we're the champion at the time. Wow! Wow! <laughs> what? Oh boy. Okay. Sure. All right. Are you ready for the? Okay. Here's twenty twenty four and go. Stop. Oh. Okay. Your second feud is with Logan Paul. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Let me kill that motherfucker. Yes. <laughs> oh joy. <laughs> Tony Clay, I got you, boys. Don't worry, I'll carry the pitchforks. I got that motherfucker. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 2025, who are you feeling with? Then go. Stop. You got, you got issues, man. Selena Vega, come on. Well... Well, let's just say, let's just say, I don't, I don't want heat with uh, Malachi Black in the House of Black. I, ain't, I ain't, nope. No, he'll he'll kick you harder than Zayali. He kicked that security guard. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, uh, okay, go. Stop. What? Wait, wait. What? Go. What? Try it again. And go. Stop. Oh, hey, 2025, you're feuding with Ridge Holland. I'm, I'm not doing too well here in terms of feuds. We got Maze, Logan Paul, and Ridge Holland. Well, wait, I thought you, I thought you, I thought you could take Logan Paul. You said yeah, you, got yes. it. you said you got it. So yes. that's like one. Yes, and of course I can destroy Ridge Holland. All right, here we go. 2026, who do you got? Go. Stop. Oh, we got our truth. Oh, God. Do, does that mean I have to do mental battle with little Jimmy? <laughs> Jesus. All right. And 
that's 20. That was 2026. Yeah, 2027. Here we go. Who do you got? Go. Stop. Oh, Apollo Cruz. Not exactly moving up the court, are we? All right. These feuds that you're getting into, what's going on, Ben? So, 2028. Who's 2028, next? 2028, who's next? Go. Stop. Jeez, Bobby Lashley. Yes, finally a step up. Yes. <laughs> and... <laughs> All right, 2029, who do we have next? In 2029, and go. Stop. Oh, die, Jack. Uh, we're moving back down the card. <laughs> Did I not make it on the main roster? Then. 2030, who, who are you going to be feeding with in year 2030? Let's see. Go. Stop. Oh, come on, man. Mandy Rose really wants to kick your ass. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm nobody's cuck, but I, am I going to bitch about that? Not really. Okay, go. All right, go. Well, stop one. Stop. No, wait. Go. Stop. Jeez, Raquel wants a piece of you. <laughs> oh crap! What's going on? All, the, all these women are coming out after me with pitchforks. What the fuck did I do? I'm <laughs> a right. nice guy. I promise. Let's rise again. Go. Stop. Oh, gee, oh boy. Okay, you got. In the year 2030, you're gonna be feeding with Omos. Oh Jesus, that big motherfucker! <laughs> uh, at least we know we. I, at least we know I can outrun him. Okay, in the year twenty thirty one, who is it gonna be? Go. Stop. Ooh. Okay, Finn Balor. Yes. 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 Thank God. Okay. In 2022, 2032, who will you be feeling with? Say good luck. And go. Stop. <laughs> oh, okay. Baron Corbin. Okay, well, I can take that, asshole. And then that, and that's, that's actually, uh, that was actually the last one. I guess, I think we miscounted. There. No, I got one more because I started in 2023, so the last year would be 2033. That was 2032. Okay, well, yeah, so, so let me go back here real quick and reset the. Okay, and go. Stop. Oh, okay. Ben, your final feud is with. Kevin Owens. Yes, going out on top, motherfuckers. <laughs> Give me my Hall of Fame check. <laughs> so there you go. You're going to be feeding with Kevin Owens. That's how we ended. Absolutely. You want to go for another round? 
well, yeah, we, uh, yeah. I think we have time. We got like, well, no. Or should we go into break? And I can work on the Battle of the Bands tournament and the wrestling. Yeah, let's uh, let's go into break, and uh, we'll be right back with another tournament. Stay tuned. All right, Ben. We I have one tournament set up. I was gonna we were gonna do the wrestling one, but I still have to finish the matches. And Battle of the Bands is gonna be a long one, so that one we'll uh, do for next week. But I do have one set up right now. I and... have the top thirty movies that you, everyone should see at least once. Okay. And. Although before we do that, I'm going to tell you the next um, the next tournament that uh, we're going to do after because the one tournament from next week, the greatest mid south world champion tournament. Oh, very cool! And the one after that is the greatest world class champion tournament. So that one should be interesting because that this that's going to be for world class championship wrestling. So right now you're gonna book the number one, uh, the top thirty movies you everyone should see at least once. Are you ready? Very good. All right, here we go. First matchup is you've got mail and call me by your name. Uh, you've got mail. Yeah, that one down. I haven't even seen the other one. Neither have I. All right, then we have Brokeback Mountain and Life is Beautiful. Uh, Life is Beautiful. The original title is La Vita e Bella. He's an encyclopedia, folks. What can I tell you? <laughs> All right, next match is Her and Get Out. Um, Get Out. Uh, wait, have you seen that movie? No, but I, I, I've seen the synopsis. Let me tell you something. That movie must, will mess with you. you. You really need to see that movie. I was watching it. Okay, this one. Back to the Future versus Casablanca. Oh, man. <laughs> well, since I've never seen one and I've seen the other, Back to the Future. Oh, you never saw Castle? Dude, you gotta watch that at least once. Okay, this movie was stupid, but Titanic versus Moonlight. Uh, I've never seen Moonlight, so I gotta go with Titanic. Unfortunately. Because have you seen that one? Yes. And what'd you think? It was grossly unrealistic. Yeah. Um, I was but... bored. That was three hours of boring for me. <laughs> you know, I think, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to sound sexist, but I, I really think it was specifically for the girls. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I just really do. And then here we have The Truman Show, 1998 versus Sound of Music, 1965. Sound of Music, one of my mom's favorite movies. Oh, okay, cool. All right, then we have our triple threat match. Yep. We have the Rocky Horror Picture Show versus A Separation versus Monty Python and the Holy Grail. 
Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Come on now, man. Okay. All right. Now on to the right bracket. We have the Notebook versus Dead Poet Society. Dead Poet Society. Fantastic movie. I love that movie. Especially the ending where they all stand on the desk. Yeah. And, but I'll say it's heartbreaking when when you get the suicide scene. Yeah. Because you can see in his eyes that the dad just kind of dies. Yeah. Because he, he realizes how much he fucked up. Mm-hmm. Then we have The Godfather versus Before Sunrise. Gotta go The Godfather. Hell yeah. Okay, and then we have The Graduate versus Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Then we have Coming to America versus Schindler's List, really. Schindler's List, oh my god, is that even, how is that even competition? I know, right? Jesus. Coming to America wins. Okay, In the Mood for Love and City of God. What? Say it again. What? Oh, in the mood for love and city of God. I haven't seen either one of them. Uh, I bequeath my pick to you because I have no idea. You know what? Let's go to the randomizer for this one. Let's see what the randomizer picks for this one. So we'll do. We will. Do hold on. City of hmm. God. City of God in the mood for love. In the mood for love. Right. All right. Here we go. Let's see what it. What we get for this one. Because I haven't seen either City of God it is. Yay. You know, I'm going to look that up while we're going through the rest of it because I just want to know what it's about. Yeah. Then we have Do the Right Thing versus Pulp Fiction. Really? (laughs) Right? Pulp Fiction. Jesus Christ. (laughs) And our second three-way Mean Girls versus Parasite versus Edward Scissorhands. Edward Scissorhands. All right. Apparently, City of God was 2022. Okay. All right, so... So here we go. Now we've got the left bracket. You've got male versus life is beautiful. Um, life is beautiful. La vita è bella. You just wanted to say that again. (laughs) Get out versus back to the future, really. Um, back to the future. Do you have Titanic versus Sun Music versus Monty Python and the Holy Grail? Um, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Oh, right. 
So that gives us our three with three way. Okay. Now we have Deadpool Society versus the Godfather. Oh God. I'm sorry, Robin Williams, the Godfather. Okay. And then we have Forrest Gump and coming to America. Um Forrest Gump. Sorry, Akeem. Exactly. It's back to some back to Zamunda for you. Sorry, and also apologies to James Earl Jones. Right. Then we have City of God and Pulp Fiction. Um Well, you know, I gotta be honest with you, based off of the uh based off of the synopsis I'm reading, City of God does seem pretty epic. Oh, so okay. I've got to give it to City of God. And then we have Mean Girls versus Edward Scissorhands. When did Mean Girls move on? I didn't. I didn't move Mean Girls on. But it would be Edward Scissorhands. Oh wait, I don't think it did move on. I think I forgot to delete that one. All right, here. Okay, here we go. Okay. For a three-way match, Life is Beautiful, Back to the Future, Monty Python, Holy Grail. Uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Alright, then we have The Godfather versus Forrest Gump. The Godfather. And we have City of God and Edward Scissorhands. Um, I'm gonna go City of God. Because it's an epic crime film about um, about uh, organized crime in, in Rio. Wow. That's it. Okay, because uh, here we go. Godfather versus City of God. Godfather. All right. So the we're at the finals, Ben. It's the Godfather versus Monty Python. Um, gotta go The Godfather, honestly. I mean, that that movie is such a classic. Alright, there it is. Godfather wins. And Godfather 2 was one of the best sequels I've ever seen. Now, Godfather 3 was a stretch. Godfather 3 um, was weird. But um, Godfather 1 and 2 were both awesome. Alright, Ben, we'll be back shortly. I'm gonna pull up uh, the playlist for Wrestling Roulette. <laughs> See, he's allergic to bullshit. I know. <laughs> Alright, Ben, it's time for Wrestling Roulette. way this works, I play 21 tracks, 10 seconds, and Ben has to guess which wrestler that theme belongs to. Ben, are you ready for your first one? Yes, sir. Alright, here we go with track number one. What the fuck was that? Um, I don't have the the slightest clue. That is Eve. Holy God, that was horrible. That is actually uh, that's not even the original. That is the Angry Kids remix. Sure, oh, sure why well, not? I'm angry after listening to it. Good God. Sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. Here on number two. Pass. I don't know. That is Pat McAfee. Sorry, Clay. (laughs) Number three. (laughs) Stephanie McMahon. Stephanie McMahon. That's number four, right? Uh, three. That was three. Three. All right. Here we go, number four. You, you look so good to me. Billy and Chuck and, and Rico. No, it is not. Shut the fuck up. Yes, it is. It is a fashion icons. <laughs> no, you're right. No, no, it's Billy and Chuck. You know, you know what? I'm gonna give it to you because they have the same theme under two different titles, and I know who the runway is now. I have to go look them up. I forgot this. This was even a team. Jackie Gata and uh, Rico were were like a faction, I guess. Oh, how riveting! I don't know. I didn't even. I didn't. Even, I don't even remember that. But so. I think we'll light it up because they had the this is the fashion icons, but then they have the same theme under that title, the runway. Alright, you are number five. My name is Finley, and I love to fight. Finley. Finley. Alright, number six. Um, that is Luther Reigns. I couldn't care less. <laughs> All right, still at still at two. Here we go, number seven. That is Cora Jade. Cora Jade. Number eight. Um, Road Warriors. No, it's not. It's Chicago Warriors. <laughs> no, you know sure. what? It, it's a Chicago Warriors here, but that is terrible. That was bad. We all know who they are. I know, but that is terrible. That that one. The original is better. Here we yeah. are. Yeah. That is Medusa. 
That is who? Medusa. WCW. Oh, my God. That scares me. <laughs> All right, number 10. Um... Sounds familiar, but I really don't know. That is Christian. Oh, God damn it. Right, I'm not doing well here, folks. Number 11, here we go. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold Steve Austin. That is a terrible version. That's supposed. That's H uh, blocks. That's horrible. Yeah. All right, number twelve. Here we go. Uh oh. Uh-oh. Minus one. Uh. Yep. All right. You know number. That that was twelve. I said right. Yeah. All right. Thirteen. Here we go. The Rock. The Rock. All right, you're back up to five. Here we go, number 14. Come on! Jesus. <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, we're getting us back since we didn't have any forbidden songs last night. All right, here we go, number 15. Uh, pass. That is Balls Mahoney. Oh, oh shit. That's right. Oh. Number 16, here we go. Yes, boy! Pretty deadly. Pretty deadly. Yes, boy, you're right. <laughs> Don't call me that. All right. That's very disturbing. <laughs> I know. I was thinking, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> Here we go. Pass. That is Tatum Paxley. I never would have got that. We never do, though. That, that, that's how, like, weird it is. Yeah, I don't think we even do very well with that over on uh, POV. No, that's what I'm talking about, right? That's what I was just talking about. Like, we, we always uh, miss this one. All right, here we go, number 18. Is that Chris Masters? No, it is not. 
That is Dean Malenko. Oh, Jesus. I'm sorry, Dean. All right, number 19. Pass. I don't know. That is David Hart Smith. God, that's horrible. All right, 20. and domino yes what how i have no idea and how i have no idea <laughs> yeah yeah it's deuce and domino what the hell you know the you know they're jimmy snooker's kids right well the one uh deuce yeah yeah all right, TVO number 21. Last one, are you ready? Yep. Is that Coco Beware? No, it is not. That is Mil Mascaras. What company was he in? You know what? He's a triple A. I don't know why he has a WWE theme. Well, I know he was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame, but no, he was never in, in the no, company. But that's what I'm saying. I don't know why he has a theme, though. Exactly. That was you know weird. What? I'm going to give you another one. Because that's just weird. Yeah. Okay, here we go. 21. Road dog. Road dog. No, it's not. It's New Age Outlaws. Yeah, it's the yeah. Uh, all right, you got seven. Well, that was horrible. Okay, you want to, let's see what, what what would have been next. Are you ready? Yep. Number twenty-two. Here we go. Brodus Clay and the Funkadactyls. Well, it's more than Naomi, but yeah. That, and, and, now, and you know who the original was, right? Who the original what? Who, who originally used this theme? Uh, no. Ernest the Cat Miller. Oh my god. He, he, he was the one that originally used this, and they gave this to uh, Brodus Clay. Oh God! Well, that gimmick's awful. <laughs> All right, so that is wrestling roulette. Uh, All right, but uh, you'll come back next uh, next uh, next week's show. You you'll do better. Yeah, that was one of the weirdest, um, you know, wrestling roulettes I've ever had. Well, it started weird. Yeah, it I definitely. Know, I don't know what happened there. That was just bizarre. Yes, it was. Even more bizarre than gold does. And and that's very <laughs> fucking bizarre. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, man. So we see you bring the show to a close. Very good. All right, so that is it for episode 284 of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. We will be back on Tuesday with Wrestling History 101, episode number six, going back to January 24th, 1988 for the Royal Rumble, the first official pay-per-view. Absolutely. I'm excited. So until then, I'm Elio. He's Ben. Ben, say goodnight to the fans. Thanks for hanging out for the return of the original right here. We are the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. We'll see you later. Welcome to the greatest love you ever-